When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's money, there's money, and there's TB12. Unreal. He continues to blow us all away. Wow. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio Network, 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty, $375 million to talk about 200 football games over the course of 10 years. Romo, take a seat, son. He got got his own money, Carlin. Uh, He got his own money. I mean, at this point, we got to come out with some kind of denomination with Tom Brady's face on it. The man is the GOAT, not just when it comes to playing football, but when it comes to sports media. I mean, Carlin, this is one of the largest contracts in North American team sports, and the guy ain't even going to be on a team. He's getting $375 million over 10 years. Right now, I think the top dog is Mike Trout, who's got a huge contract. It's something something ridiculous. It's 12 years, $426.5 million. But think about this. Mike Trout is going to get paid that amount of money to play in 1,944 games. Tom Brady's getting paid $375 million to talk in 200 games. It's unbelievable. I I just, I have no words for it. Here we are getting ready to talk NBA playoffs and the games last night, you know, being able to knot up those series, uh, the Boston being able to knot up the series with Milwaukee and the Golden State Warriors taking a commanding lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. But nope, Tom Brady hijacked May 10th. You know why? Because he decided that I'm going to sign this record contract to talk about football. Not to play football, but to talk about football, Carlin. It's unbelievable to think that a network would make that kind of commitment. But we are talking about the greatest to ever lace them up. And that's why Fox went ahead and did the deal with Tom Brady. And now you're going to have one of the most anticipated debuts after having Tom Brady you know, potentially go on another championship run. $1.875 million per game over 10 years. Wow. It is time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I, I'm blown away, and frankly, listen, they, they lost Joe Buck and they lost Troy Aikman to ESPN Monday Night Football, as we know, but they took all that money, credit Fox, and made the splash of splashes. Here's what I can't get past. Just how astronomical... All of these salaries are getting for play-by-play guys, for uh, color analysts, especially former athletes, and we're getting to this level. When you're the highest of the high, we're getting to this level. And I have always wondered this question. How many people actually tune into the game for the analysts and actually care who's talking to them so that they are influenced by whether or not they're going to watch that game. 
I mean, that that to me is so minuscule, but yet you want to have the stars and you want to continue to prove that the NFL is king and you want to continue to prove to the NFL that you are going to treat them as such. Well, that's the the latter point is the most important point because you're talking about it. How how are you going to get the return on that investment if you're one of these networks? It's not by folks wanting to tune in to listen to Tom Brady or to listen to Tony Romo or to listen to Troy Aikman per se. It's about proving to the NFL that you're not willing to compromise in terms of trying to create the very best broadcast that you possibly can. Why is that important? So you maintain your share of inventory when it comes to NFL properties. And Fox was the leader in the clubhouse a couple of years ago in terms of the number of games that they were broadcasting compared to the other networks. And so when you lose the tandem of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who in my opinion are the best in the business, great. Th- that's a huge hole that you have to fill. Could you think of a better way to fill it than being able to get Tom Brady on board? I mean, I, I know Kevin Burkhart is going to be the one that's doing the play-by-play. Yeah. But does the play-by-play matter when Tom Brady's in the booth? Does it even matter? It should from a technical standpoint. You want to have somebody those, who's going to make sure to set him up are, well. For those that are in the business. And Kevin's great. Yep. Kevin's great at that. I've worked with Kevin before. He is awesome. But you're not tuning in for Kevin Burkhart. You're, you're tuning in for the game. Yep. But then you want to hear what Tom Brady has to say. And Kevin Burkhart's responsibility is to get the best information out of Tom Brady. Yep. That's it. Absolutely true. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited about it. But, Colin, I will say this. The other thing that this move signals to me in the announcement of this move, because you could always have a wink and nod agreement with Fox or whatever network that Tom Brady was going to be willing to work with. The one thing that I took away from this, beyond the points that we've already made, is that 2022 would undoubtedly be Tom Brady's last season. For him to feel comfortable with this kind of announcement, knowing that we saw him retire for 40 days earlier in the offseason, I think this is Tom Brady signaling to everybody around the National Football League, and and for that matter, everybody around the sports world, 2022 is going to be it for me. Uh, But you know what else it says, Chris? It, It says that there was clearly something else in the offing when he retired, and we can basically put that in air quotes now when we say it, because otherwise, when all of these deals were coming together, immediately networks are going to go to Brady and say, what do you think about this? Let's see if we can get you in there. What's your interest level? And Brady is, at that point, presumably saying no, because whether or not he wants to use the excuse, and I call it an excuse because I think that it is, of spending more time with your family in that instance, because he clearly had done that over the span of about 40 days. So my point is this. like There was clearly something else going on with the Dolphins or whoever, Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't he have just signed this contract then? You know, why wouldn't this would have been available to him in those 40 days that he was retiring? Mm-hmm. Why would he not have just gone ahead and do it then if he truly believed he was done? See, that that to me tells me that there is more to that dolphin story that we never really will ever find the truth out about. Well, I'm sure there's probably some tentacles with that Dolphin story, and and, and there's more there that we probably will never know the answer to. But I think 
Tom Brady wanted to play football some more. He wanted yeah. to play football again, and I think that's ultimately what he settled on after having a month and a half to reflect. He realized he wasn't ready to walk away. I don't think he still, wanted to play football for Bruce Arians again. He might not have wanted to, and that yeah. might have been the impetus for Bruce Arians to you know, move from the sidelines to the front office and to the booth, and that's great. He can, he can be up in the, in the press box with everybody else, and Todd Bowles can take over the team. If that's what it takes to get Tom Brady to run it back and try to go on another championship run, so be it. But Tom Brady wanted to play some more football, and it, it, it was – I think it became more obvious that to Tom Brady that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't just going to let him walk to the Miami Dolphins. There was no. going to have to be something involved with that, and Tom Brady didn't want to put the Dolphins and, more importantly, owner Stephen Ross in that kind of position. But you're right. This is it. This will be it. 2022 – will be it for Brady, and then he'll go in and start doing the games in 2023. And I'll tell you, I, I don't know what possible bigger name could ever be gotten for a long time after Tom Brady as a broadcaster. I don't know who well, that well, is. Well, Carlin, you're talking about somebody that is unequivocally the greatest football yeah. player of all time. Yep. That's not up for debate. Much like it's not up for debate who the greatest basketball player of all time is. All you got to do is go look at the 75th anniversary team celebration at the All-Star Weekend, and look at who the last one announced was, and look at how all of the top 75 players or top 74 players received Michael Jordan. The, the way that they received him tells you that he's the greatest of all time. That's how everybody looks at Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. There is no debate. He's got more Super Bowl rings than any franchise in the NFL's history. So, I mean, there is no debate. So, to be able to land that name, yeah. to fill that seat that was left vacant when Troy Aikman came over to us, that that's huge. I, I'm just, I just mean that so often we see these contracts get passed. This one ain't getting passed anytime soon. No. no, this no. One well, he's, du- he's, Carl, Carlin, he's doubling up. The high man was Troy Aikman at $18 million a year. Yeah. Tom Brady's getting 37 and a half. <laughs> Tom Brady... Will have made just under $33 million, $333 million, excuse me, I left off at three. $333 million in career earnings over 23 years after this season. Let me ask you a question. And he's going to make three seventy-five dollars in half the span that he's played in the NFL. This has got to be eternity in hell for Brady for this deal that he's cut, right? With I mean, the devil? The, yeah, the deal that he's cut with the devil. I mean, this is unheard of. It's in blood and avocado ice cream. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's impressive. The fact that he was able to pull this off. But, I mean, that's what it would take for Tom Brady, right? And there's an end game for Tom Brady as well. This is not it for Tom Brady. He's not just going to do this. And so that's the thing that I think everybody has to also understand. He's going to be an ambassador for Fox when it comes to selling their, their television properties and all of that stuff. But Tom Brady also has aspirations to be an owner in the National Football League. That was a part of the deal with the Miami Dolphins. So... Why would we think that that all of a sudden goes away because he's going to be talking about football in the booth? If anything, it makes him a more prominent figure when it comes to trying to position himself in order to purchase a team. And now having this kind of capital on top of what he's already earned in career earnings from playing and endorsements, that's a very real possibility for Tom Brady in the future. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Are the Milwaukee Bucks too reliant on Giannis. We're going to get to that in 30 seconds. Now, the NFL schedule comes out this week, and you can be there 
to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Every power run, every Hail Mary, every touchdown celebration can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the 50-yard line to the end zone, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. That's VividSeats.com. Life happens live. White attacks, handoff. Horford in the paint, step back, throws it up, bounces in, scored in a foul. <laughs> Al Horford's dream of a game four continues. Just throughout the course of that fourth quarter, uh, we were just kind of playing basketball. And, you know, the ball was just fighting him, and he was making the right play, knocking down shots. Al's a great competitor. He's a great teammate. You know, I think they've got a good thing going there right now. We looked at the score down seven going into the fourth and said we haven't played that well at all, honestly. Let's have a big fourth quarter, and we did that. The big fourth quarter, that is the best fourth quarter, top to bottom, I have seen in an NBA playoff game in years. In years. It was a brilliant performance by the Boston Celtics in the fourth quarter. Started by Horford, ended by Tatum, and it, it was top-notch. It was tied for the best fourth quarter in the playoffs, or tied for the best quarter in the playoffs of any team in Celtics franchise history. That, that's how good the Celtics were. But just the I, completeness of it, the defense, everything to it, I think was as sharp as I've ever seen. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And you have to credit Al Horford in the job that he did. And it goes beyond just the stat sheet, knowing that he was a perfect six for six in that fourth quarter, 16 points. He hit big shots in critical moments, Carlin, and that's the thing. When the Milwaukee Bucks tried to separate themselves going on a 7-0 run, it was Al Horford coming down and hitting the three-pointer when he was wide open on the wing. It was Al Horford with the old-fashioned three-point play on Brooke Lopez with the baby hook and then knocking down the free throw. But lest we not forget, the catalyst that got everything going was Al Horford dunking on Giannis in the fourth quarter. And that's after Giannis dunked on Al Horford to start the second half. And it was in that moment where you saw Giannis and Horford exchange that look and Horford gave him that nod. And then you saw Horford's sister on social media say, I know that look, the Milwaukee Bucks bleeped up now. <laughs> it, it reminded me of that scene in the movie Menace to Society when Bill Duke was interrogating the main character and saying, now nah, you know you done messed up. And yeah. he used a lot more colorful language in yep. order to express that. That's exactly what we saw in that moment. And Al Horford took over the game in that fourth quarter. And I said this early in that fourth quarter. Al Horford bailed Jason Tatum out because that's Jason Tatum's job. Yep. And even though he played better in the second half, he was miserable again in the first half, and he wasn't the catalyst. He wasn't the guy that drove the comeback for the Boston Celtics. No. That belonged to Al Horford last night. And unless Jason Tatum starts to make those shots in those critical moments to build some momentum for his team, I'm not quite sure that the Boston Celtics are a true championship contender. So that's one of the things that I took away from game four. Even though Tatum was better in the fourth quarter in this game as opposed to what we saw in game three, he's going to have to be more consistent when it comes to being able to close the show. And that's what I want to see from him. 
Can Jason Tatum have that kind of performance if Al Horford doesn't take the pressure off him earlier in the fourth? I was disappointed with how Tatum played through the first three quarters yeah. and frankly surprised by it. But Horford was almost like the third leg on a 4 by 100 relay where he just tore it up yeah. and then gave the baton to Tatum to help go finish it off. And Tatum, to his credit, did show up in the fourth quarter to help put that game away. What did he finish with, 12 in the fourth? Yeah, 12 in the fourth. 12 in the fourth. But he, but he was 6 of 18 going into the fourth. But back to Hor- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But back to Horford, just talking about those exchanges back and forth with Giannis, just to lead to this moment post-game where Giannis has to throw flowers at Horford, I mean, that was pretty, pretty interesting and pretty intriguing to get a chance to see. Let's hear from Giannis on that and how good Horford was. He's amazing. I think he's a true pro. Obviously, he he led his team down the stretch, made a lot of uh, tough shots. You know, you got to give him credit. You know, uh, a lot of people at 35 could not even, you know, play that way. Uh, hopefully, we can bless you. When we are in uh, his position and when we get old, you know, we're still in the league. He can still compete in, in, you know, in the highest level. He didn't look old when he dunked on you, bro. Exactly. You can bring up his age all you want and say he's played in, what, 132 playoff games and that was his career. Okay, that's all well and good. But he took off on you, he beat you off the bounce, and then he dunked on you, and then he got a technical foul, which, which I thought was fugazi oh, that was for hitting you in the face with his arm when he was landing after he Please. dunked on you. It if was you, absolutely ridiculous. Here was my problem with that. If you had called that in the moment because it looked a lot worse in the moment as it happened in real time than it actually was, I would have been, okay, I get it. But when you go back and you see the replay, that was absurd to call a technical on him. But then it, it really does, though, lead to a bigger discussion here about Giannis and where the Bucks are without Chris Middleton and the reliance upon Giannis. Is this going to be too much at this point? Here's Budenholzer on trying to get Giannis some breathers because he is playing just a ton of minutes. You know, he never wants to come out, but he will then, you know, when he needs a, a break, um, especially this time of year, he'll just... You know, he'll communicate with me, give me a nod. Um, and, you know, we, we've got to uh, we've got to help him. We've got to get him his, you know, his rest. And uh, we got to play well um, around him. Um, you know, he's carrying a big load. But, you know, he'll be fine. Um, and his communication with me, you know, is, is, is very good. And um, sometimes, you know, he just needs a quick break. Well, I, I kind of think that it wasn't great when you had to do it with five minutes left in the game and you had to get him out. Like, there had to be a better plan of attack toward getting him a little bit lengthier of a breather there. Well, you started the quarter with a seven-point lead, so why not give him a little break at the beginning of the fourth quarter knowing that you need him down the stretch? I mean, those are the little coaching nuances that make a difference in terms of the outcomes of games and the outcomes of series. And we looked at game four as a pivot point in this series because if Milwaukee finds a way to hang on to their lead in the fourth quarter – we're talking about the Boston Celtics being all but buried. And this thing potentially being over in five, most likely being over in six. But the fact that the Celtics were able to tie it up, now you're talking about them stealing home court back, Carlin, and it's a best of three series with two of those games being in Boston. So good luck if you're Coach Bud and you're Giannis. But to your original point, this series is taking its pound of flesh from both sides. Oh, yeah. And we've seen Marcus Smart had to sit out game two. We saw Robert Williams from the Celtics sit out last night. 
Um, you know, you saw Giannis when he had that layup and he finished with the end one. He took about a good 30 to 45 seconds just to get off the deck, Carlin. He, he was on the floor so long that we said, is something wrong with Giannis? Everybody was collectively holding their breath, and then you realized he was just out of breath. So I think that's one of those things that we have to watch as the series continues to progress. The longer it goes, knowing the workload that Giannis has to be responsible for, is he going to be able to sustain that level of play? And then we also got to give credit where credit is due with Al Horford. Because as the primary defender last night on Giannis, Al Horford held him to 33% shooting. So shout out to him, not only doing it on the offensive end, but doing it on the defensive end too. So are the Milwaukee Bucks entirely too reliant upon Giannis at this point? And will that be their undoing now that the Celtics have taken home court back? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on this topic, on who is under the most pressure heading into their respective Game 5s, and also the whole Tom Brady situation with $375 million. I am truly intrigued by this. How much more likely are you, if you're a marginal sports fan, to watch a game because Tom Brady is one of the broadcasters. That's really what I want to know. Because I am fascinated by the difference that announcers could potentially make. Especially when you see the money that is being thrown around right now. This has all been Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. The CC call-in line is open. Hit it up at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Up next, though, does the Game 4 win? Make you more or less confident the Warriors can make the finals? We discuss in moments. Canty and Carlin, oh, we're just getting started on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Golden State trailed by as many as 12. Trailed at the start of the fourth quarter. And then it just unraveled for the John Morant-less 
Memphis Grizzlies. Curry stumbling along the baseline, regains his balance and shoots a fall away jumper. Just understand we've been here before. You know, whether we won or lost, the intentions of how we could give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter was all, you know, all we focused on and then we got it done. Game four goes to the Warriors and they now lead the series three games to one. Wrap it up. You can put a bow on that one. It's over and it was a golden opportunity last night for the Memphis Grizzlies, but they could not get over the hump without John Morant. Give them credit for how well they played throughout the course of the night. But it was really more about how poorly Golden State was playing for the majority of the game before Steph was finally able to turn it on in the fourth quarter and they were able to get home. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Before we get to that, let's hit a couple of calls real quick and hit in with uh, Gordon in Toronto to start us off tonight. Uh, Gordon, what's up? You're on ESPN Radio, bud. Hey, it's Jordan from Toronto. So Jordan. I just wanted to say... Yes. So I just wanted to say, you can, you, your question was, who has the most pressure going into these game fires? And I would argue that I think Miami, Jimmy Butler has the most pressure. Kyle Lowry is out tonight. And Kyle Lowry left Toronto. I'm from Toronto. And he left Toronto to get in a better situation to win a ring. Toronto got eliminated by Philadelphia. And he's facing the same issue going down to Philadelphia right now. They blew a 2 0 lead. Now it's 2 and 2. And what has Jimmy Butler done since leaving Chicago? Hasn't he took much. a team to an NBA Finals. Yeah. He took a team today. to an NBA Finals. That, that matters. That happened a couple of years ago in the bubble. So I don't think we can discount what Jimmy Butler has done in terms of continuing that heat culture that Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra established when they had the LeBron James era things down there. The Miami Heat are always competitive, and they were the number one seed in this year's uh, Eastern Conference, which is the tougher of the two conferences as far as I'm concerned, Carlin. And so the fact that you are talking about a Miami Heat team that has found a way to be competitive, I, I, I don't know that Jimmy Butler is necessarily the guy that we point to and say he's under the most pressure. No. When we start talking about the no. pressure conversation, we have to also factor in the expectations that we had coming into this postseason and nobody really looked at the Miami Heat as a true title contender. Outside of the Miami Heat fan base and outside of South Florida, nobody looked at the Heat as this team's going to the NBA Finals. No, somebody else is under the most pressure for the Miami Heat tonight. Tease! We'll see you in 20 minutes because that's when you're going to get your answer on that. Jared in Bermuda is up next on ESPN Radio. Jared, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, first-time caller, long-time listener. How's things, guys? Well, it can't be as good for us as it is for you in Bermuda. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Okay. I just All right, we get it. Last night's game against the Bucks and the Celtics. Listen, the Bucks had more depth than the Celtics. You look at what what what, is this, what did the Celtics have, about not eight players? Seven I in the mean, rotation last night. Tired, you should have been rotating players more out. Okay, yes, he's a core player. He's a big man. Dude, he's freak to freak. We get it. We totally understand that. But at the end of the day, like, dude, you got to rotate your Gucci guys so that they can come in and come out, come in and come out. Yeah, you need a breath. So just don't give me this, you know. It's not volleyball. Man. 
All right. It's, it's, I get what you're trying to say, but it's not volleyball where you're just taking guys in and out and it's just going on some sort of regular rotation like that. That's not what this is. This is picking your spots. And last night, that wasn't the concern. No, that wasn't the concern. And the thing that I would say about the Bucks is they had more players play more minutes in that game yesterday than the Boston Celtics did. The Celtics effectively had a seven-man rotation. I mean, Daniel Tice played all of, what, 90 seconds? Roughly. Yeah. That's, he that's, took a three, and then he was gone. And that, that, that's it. I mean, other than that, you're talking about the top seven guys for Boston, that being Peyton Pritchard and Derek White coming off the bench, and then Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Grant Williams, and Jason Tatum. Those yeah. were your guys. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. So the Warriors... They really got away and took one in the end last night. Look, this is what championship teams look like. And it's what the Celtics looked like last night. Chris, boy, I mean, credit to you on this because you've been all over this about how good they are after losses. And you saw that last night with Boston. And then as far as the Warriors were concerned, that's, that you know, one of those games, I said in game one, right? Remember back in game one? When the Grizzlies lost a tight one, and I said, I don't walk away from that feeling awful mm. if I'm Memphis. Yeah. Last night, I walk away feeling awful because Steph was not at the top of his game for the majority of the game until the fourth quarter. Clay Thompson couldn't throw it in the ocean from three. Neither could Jordan Poole, and yet they still found a way to beat me in the end. And I know I didn't have my guy, but that's not an excuse. That is the kind of loss that gets you on the plane and you know flying all the way home, it's over. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, think about what happened with Golden State yesterday and how emotional of a day it was. And you heard the guys talking about it in the postgame, whether it was Steph, whether it was Draymond, whether it was Mike Brown, their head coach, for yesterday's game. I mean, Draymond Green loses a college teammate and one of the people that he considers a best friend in Adrian Payne, tragically. You get the news earlier in the day that Mike Brown would be announced as the next head coach of the Sacramento Kings, and then you get the news hours before tip-off that Steve Kerr was going to be out for game four because of COVID. So there's a whole range of emotions that Golden State is going into game four with, all the while in the back of their minds knowing that there is no John Moran on the court for the Grizzlies. So there is the the, the opportunity, the, the the groundwork for that team to fall flat, and that's exactly what we saw for the first three quarters of that game. Hell, Carlin, just look at the first quarter. You're talking about them having six turnovers and being over from three-point land. They didn't make their first three-pointer until three and a half minutes left in the first half, and that was Otto Porter Jr. That's how bad Golden State was. Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole didn't make a three-point shot last night, and they shot 32 shots from the field, 0 for 10 from three. That is absolutely atrocious, and yet, they were still able to find a way to win. That is the quintessential roll the basketball out there and we're going to beat you just because we're better than you and we know how to win this time of year. I just look at it from a standpoint of how a team is going to emotionally respond after a loss. And I saw what the Celtics have been able to excel at with that, and I do not expect the Grizzlies in any way to be able to bounce back from that game. I I don't think that's going to be a series that will get to six. The Grizzlies can't win three games in a row. What are we talking about? No, but I'm just talking about even getting to game six. I think that's a game that that just does it and wraps you up and finishes you off. 
That's absolutely what happened last night. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, up next. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you. I told you. Baker Mayfield's camp reportedly thinks the Browns try the old sabatuji on them. We'll get to that next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I tell you. <laughs> what I tell you? It's Baker Watts. Baker, Baker Watts. Watts. Let's <laughs> go, baby. Day 370. <laughs> I told you yesterday that when we were having this discussion about Baker Mayfield, With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. And the idea that teams would not want to bring him in if he kept talking and talking and talking, but he's going to keep doing it to try to force his way out. Yeah, here's sabotage because... According to Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Cleveland Browns like a glove, the Baker Mayfield camp is accusing the Cleveland Browns of sabotaging him. The sabotage. But here's what I don't understand, Carlin. Do the Cleveland Browns even have that ability? That's the question that I want to know from Baker or any of the well, people in this camp. How, how are they sabotaging you? How can you? they sabotage you? Yes. The, the film is already out there. People can see what kind of NFL player you are. Chris, tell me this. Okay, let's just clarify something real quick. What's up? Ultimately, when you are an NFL player and you have an injury, the decision is yours to make whether or not you're going to play ultimately or not. Yeah, yes, it absolutely is your decision, and you can have second and third opinions on your injury. So this is not a situation where the organization is trying to push him out there against his will. 
Baker Mayfield decided that he was going to go out there and play through injuries in 2021. Nobody put a gun to his head. That was his decision. Now, here's what I'll say about his performance in 2021. It would be easy to dismiss the production or lack thereof because of what you've seen in the first three years of his career. You could stomach that bad season in 2021 when you saw that he set the rookie passing touchdown record in 2018 or when you saw him take his team to the playoffs in 2020. And, oh, by the way, boat race your division rival on the road. All right, well, that and, was, and, let, and let's be fair. That was not all him. That was Ben Roethlisberger playing hot potato with the football, too. Okay, okay. Well, how do you explain what happened the next week in Kansas City when, when they came True. a possession away from dethroning the Chiefs? True. So all I'm simply saying is there's enough good film out there to show that Baker Mayfield can play football. So I don't even know that the Cleveland Browns possess the power to sabotage his career. The only person that's sabotaging Baker's career is Baker by continuing to talk by continuing to put stuff out there for public consumption and make him look like a babbling idiot because he's a terrible teammate. Is this putting him further away from what he wants, which is to get the heck out of there, or closer? Further away. See, I think it's I think it's taking him closer to it because I think he's trying to force the Browns' hand to, well, not have to deal with him. Bigger for, Biggie for the Sixers tonight, game five, down in South Beach. A lot of times they say South Beach is undefeated. Was James out there last night? I don't know. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. David in Minneapolis believes we owe the city of Philadelphia and the 76ers an apology. David, what's up? Well, I I missed yesterday's show, and so I, I, I didn't know if you guys apologized to the 76ers and James Harden for hating on them and saying that the series was over. And so what's your predictions now, too, knowing that Lowry's out? What's your predictions uh, for the 76ers and the uh, Miami Heat? I predict I will never apologize. (laughs) How about that? Wow. I apologize to absolutely nobody. That's the hill you're going to die on, huh? No, it's – listen, I've died on plenty of hills, trust me. (laughs) I died on the Markel Fultz Hill in Philadelphia, which was a mistake. But – Having said that, look, with this one, I don't owe the Sixers an apology until they win this series. Hmm. When they win this series, I will owe them an apology. And I will still feel like it's somewhat of an empty apology because the only reason that they will have won this series is not Joel Embiid, or is not uh, James Harden, it's Joel Embiid. That will Mm -hmm. be it. That will be the only reason. Do you honestly expect to see James Harden do what he did last time around in game five tonight? Do I expect him to do it? No, just because it's been too infrequent. But I do acknowledge that there, there's the potential for James Harden to go off like that again, and that's just because of how Joel Embiid tilts the court. He just, he's this gravitational force, Carlin, that attracts so many eyeballs on the offensive end that it creates room for other guys to operate, and James Harden is included in that group. That's how you see him go off for 16 points in the fourth quarter of Game 4. And so I do think that Joel Embiid will have a similar effect in terms of how the Miami Heat defense deploys and how they try to slow down what the Sixers want to do offensively. So I I think James Harden will have the potential to have some of those shots, to have some of those moments, to get some of those blow-bys that we haven't seen from him since he's been in a Sixers uniform, and to be able to finish in the paint. So while I'm not expecting him to go off for 31, 
I do think James Harden can be more of a factor offensively in terms of scoring the basketball. And quite frankly, if he can if he can come even close to what we saw in that fourth quarter with being able to close the show, then it's closing time for the Miami Heat. This is probably going to be over in six. Announced earlier today, on Christmas Day, it will be the Broncos and the Rams in one of the NFL matchups. And first Ooh. of all, I kind of like the idea that they are stringing this out and giving you little tastes as we get to Thursday when the full NFL schedule will be announced. Christmas Day, that's a good Christmas present. You get Russell Wilson and the Broncos and the Rams in what is going to be a tremendous matchup. Hopefully everybody's healthy and good to go there. But it got us to thinking about the Broncos, and it's going to be a discussion all year long, especially when we talk about how good that division is now. Hmm. What are the realistic expectations for Russell Wilson this season? Season one in Denver with all of the different uh, weapons that he's got on offense and the very good defense he has. Well, it's not the expectations that we had on Matt Stafford or Tom Brady when they went to their respective teams the last couple of years, right? No. It's not that because you had in those particular situations a coach that had done high-level winning that had been with that franchise for a couple of years. And so with this situation in Denver, a rookie head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, we really don't know what Nathaniel Hackett is going to be. We have no idea. And so I think you have to temper your expectations for Russell Wilson and company just off of the strength of that because we know that coaching in the NFL, more so than any other professional sports league, makes the most difference. Um, And so, yeah, I I don't know that it has to be championship or bust. The other thing that I think Russell Wilson has going for him is he's only 33 years old. There's still a lot of runway in terms of Russell Wilson's career as an NFL quarterback. They don't have to do it in year one. Um, but I do expect this team to be in the playoffs. Where the real pressure is not on Russell Wilson, it's on Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, you just mentioned having the other coaches. You walk in and you have Bruce Arians, you're going to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. When you have this situation, a guy that has not done it before, I would be a little bit concerned about how he's going to handle it. And I think you'll learn an awful lot about Nathaniel Hackett right out of, right out of the gate. That is a true baptism by fire. Listen, I've died on plenty of hills. Trust me. (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.